When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cricket Podcast, where we're going to be covering the group stage of the T20 World Cup in 2022. It has been a thrilling tournament so far with seven of the eight teams involved uh, in with a, with a decent shot of making it through to to the, the Super Sixes. I'm Jack Hope. I'm joined by Ross. Ross, have you been enjoying the group stage action? Uh, it is a perfect um, advertisement for why cricket is great. Um, there's been controversy, there's been jeopardy, there's been upsets, um, and there's also been hilarity, um, not just Odin Smith's performances. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. Great. And um, before we get going, just a quick plug of our Patreon. You can see it if you're watching on YouTube right now, patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod, or it'll be in your show notes if you're listening to the podcast a little bit later on. Um, click the link, go and see what we've got. It's all really good. It starts from £4 a month and it keeps the show going. Um, and if you're, you know, if you're if you're joining us for the live stream or you're watching this at a later date, do click like, do click subscribe. And we turned, we've changed our chat settings. You have to be a subscriber now. (laughs) (laughs) So if you do want to send us abuse, at least we get something out of you Uh, in a a quid pro quo. Um, Also to to lead off the show, we ran a little poll on the the live stream, uh, which I've just clicked end to, uh, which team would be most dangerous in the Super 6. 61% of people said Sri Lanka. Ross, do you agree? Yeah, I actually voted for Sri Lanka in that poll. Uh, so you're you're one of the six in ten people. Uh, Zimbabwe mm-hmm. bottom. Just seven percent of people think they would be a danger. Uh, Ross, I think the way we're going to do this is to have a chat about both groups, talk about the highlights, talk about the matches we've liked, the players we've liked, uh, any any major talking points, and then um, to give our predictions on who we think will go through in the matches taking place tomorrow and Friday. Uh, actually, Thursday and Friday, if you're... Well, actually, you could have probably inferred that, couldn't you? Tomorrow and Friday. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, we're going to start with Group B, because we didn't get to talk about them on Sunday night show uh, when we kicked off the tournament. 
And uh, I, I think, you know, in our preview, we said the Group B would be the group of death. It has, I think, lived up to that billing. Um, so if you if you're if you know you've been in bed, you haven't been paying attention to what's happening in the cricket. A, a quick summary of what has happened so far on match day one, we saw a, a pretty big upset. Um, some people downplayed this and they were like, this is an upset. But, you know, I'm saying this is an upset. Scotland took down the West Indies uh, relatively comfortably. Uh, we had more Mark Watt, Mark Watt. Mayhem bowling of twenty four <laughs> yards bowling like you know three wickets years. from twenty four yards mate three yeah, wickets yeah, yeah. he was good he was good he was good he was good I, I didn't say I didn't say otherwise did I um and then earlier on today oh no sorry on on match day one as well Zimbabwe they took care of Ireland well Sikanda Raza took care of Ireland and <laughs> and the ten other Zimbabweans were in the team uh, and then earlier on today uh, we saw Scotland blow an amazing chance for qualification at one point getting the win predictor up to 94% before Curtis Kampfer went super cyan and uh, <laughs> hit 72 off 32. And and the West Indies um, also found themselves on the brink of disaster before they used their real bowlers and um, came back into things to over, uh, basically overpower Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty, pretty interesting cricket, I think. All, all of those games, a lot of the line, um, you know, uh, the right amount of upset, Everyone's got one win, and you, we basically got two knockout matches um, to, to to see who will make it through to mm-hmm. to the Super Twelve. Uh, where do you want to start? Um, well, let's start with today's let's start with today's uh, recent game of West Indies uh, overcoming um, Zimbabwe. Uh, West, West, right? So West Indies, um, West Indies overcoming Zimbabwe. Yeah. Well, they overcame them, didn't they? Yeah, well, there was, but it was. I've it was a, said that it was. It was a. It was. It was a journey, wasn't it? It was a real journey for West Indies because they clearly had, um, had had a chat with the batsman and be like, "Do not throw it away." And they listened for the first uh, ten minutes of the innings, and it was pretty dull. Um, and then they had uh, they pressed the panic button again, or they pressed the clown car button. I'm not sure which one, but the circus was in town in the middle order. Um, you had a comedy run out where Johnson Charles ended up on his backside after. Probably one of the streakiest 40s I've seen in international cricket. He looked like a club cricketer um, who was just there for a bit of a jolly. Uh, and then you had Puran, who got out to a um, well, a 40-mile-an-hour seamer from uh, Sean Williams, where he fell over and landed on his face in a court and bowled. Um, and Jason Holder has knocked on back to Raza as well. And it all was all looking pretty miserable for them. Um, but uh, Rothman Powell um, kind of dropped anchor really up until the final kind of final few balls that he faced where he hit one into New Zealand. Um, it was 104 meter six <laughs> out of the stadium. Um, and yeah, ultimately it was just, yeah, they got out of jail because Alzari Joseph, um, I think as we said in our preview was just too fast for the Zimbabwean batters. Yeah. It was Akil Hussain batting with Rothman Powell when the, he hit the six and, and Akil Hussain literally had his head, his hands on his head uh, in in shock at how far <laughs> Rothman Powell had, had launched that. Um, West Indies in, in this tournament so far, so after the first match, their their coach, um, Phil Simmons, he, he called the batting unprofessional, um, <laughs> didn't he? I think, I think it's still probably... It's like, it's unprofessional. <laughs> it's still they, not they, they, very good. Gone up. It's still not very good. Um, I think... I think they were saved slightly by by that 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 final over, which took them from what a position where it it didn't look like they would 
well, uh, yeah, threatened 150 to, to at one point looking like they might get to 160. And they ended up at 153. Um, and that that was a, a pretty defensible score. I think Winvis had that at 50 50. Um, mm. I, I think in matches like that, where Winvis thinks it's 50 50, I'm always backing the Test Nation with. Um, and it's you know, it's not that it's not that Zimbabwe, I mean, Zimbabwe are a Test Nation, and it's not that they haven't got the players, but. Obed McCoy, Azari Joseph, Jason Holder, they they've been around the block the around the block, haven't they? It's mm. um it's uh, they're they're an okay bowling unit. What I did find a bit weird, and I, I, we talked some messages about this on, on on our Discord, were was some of the early plans from West Indies. Defending 153, it, it's an it's an okay score, I think, against Zimbabwe, but it's not it's not a banker, is it? It's not two hundred. So open the no. bowling with Kyle Mayers, I sort of understood that. But then to go to Akil Hussein, I I didn't really understand. Um, he pulled a no, a no ball free hit um, to like, as his first ball of the match, and um, Zimbabwe got I think they were on thirty after two overs before you know West Indies finally hit the panic button, brought on Alsari mm. Joseph and, and opened McCoy from the other end, and, and um, the the two big boys picked up three wickets to sort of swing the game towards West Indies by the end of that first six. Mm. Why are they in sort of such disarray? Are they rattled um, after so the Scotland loss? One, I don't think Puran's actually that good of a player or a captain, if I'm perfectly honest. Uh, two, it felt to me as if they had come into the World Cup with a bowling plan of Mayers is going to bowl the first over, then we're going to try spinning over two or three, um, and then we'll get the seamers on. Today, Carl Mayers was bowling and it was hooping. Like he was getting the ball to talk. Um, and there was a couple of moments where I didn't, Totally agree with where the field was and, and Puran standing up didn't really make sense to me that much, but it's not the end of the world. Um, but the next over, if you're going to see that, put Obed, put the ball in Obed McCoy's hands. Like front load what you've got to do. Zimbabwe don't have a huge amount of depth in their batting lineup. So why wouldn't you target taking early wickets against this team and trying to trying to capitalize on the advantages that you do have? They wasted what they they gifted um Zimbabwe 30 runs and yeah, two overs. Didn't yeah, understand yeah. It. that that's basically what I thought. Um, they've got one more match. We'll do we'll do predictions at the end. I think we've done enough for West Indies. Zimbabwe, anything you want to say about them? I mean, but, I, my note is Sikanda Raza has been excellent. Um, I like <laughs> like what he's done with the bat. Uh, having a great year as well, averaging forty three at one hundred fifty four. Mm. And uh, have have you noticed that he is doing the sun on the ride when he bowls? He hides yes. the ball behind his ass. Yeah, so I saw, I can't remember who it was on Twitter, but I saw someone said that he had um, some, tu- uh, like a tumour removed and that the strength in his, the strength in his shoulder, because um, he used to bowl with a normal action, he just doesn't have the strength in his shoulder anymore. Hence, he's remodelled it and it looks like someone on the right. So that's where it kind of comes from. Um, and I'll, if I do figure out who it was, I will uh, credit that um, insight. <laughs> um, but I just can't for life. That was your research. Um... Uh, my research, stolen from Twitter. Um, and... Um, yeah, he's been really, really impressive. And I thought, actually, they've, they've got... I like the spin approach, actually. Like, if you were watching Sean Williams, he wasn't really bowling spin so much, but they, they, they were both bowling slow. They weren't bowling kind of off-spin, leg-spin. They were both bowling slow. And the ball was still hooping around, and you saw it was really causing some problems for um, for them. Um, Burl bottled it big time for them. He, first, cut, first over in a bit, he, he looked okay. I think he'd only gone for five or six runs in like, 1.3 overs. And then he bowled one in the slot to Johnson Charles, who slogged him nearly out of the stadium, and he pressed the panic button himself. And I think he went for 14 or 15 off the over, and it really 
brought West Indies back into that game. If he would have just kept his nerve and gone, do you know what, I'm going to try and bowl it in that sort again. I know I'm going to get hit for some boundaries against this team, but I'm more likely to get a wicket here if I bowl it near the stumps. It would have been better. Um, so, yeah, big plus points in Raza and Williams. Not so much for Burl. Yeah, I think that, that's a fair, a fair, a fair shout. Um, I, I, I do feel on your my initial take on on this tournament is that the quality of cricket is a bit higher than the tournament we saw in the UAE last year, where what do we have Amman and PNG as two of the the associate nations? Mm. Um, I, I feel like Zimbabwe are a big step up, and I know they were they were excluded from that tournament, weren't they, because of some government interference in their cricket board, um, which. Yeah, you know, I think all governments do that in cricket. So I, I don't know what the government did, but it must be really bad. Um, I, I'm happy to see them here. And I think if they did make it through, they are a team that will have their moments in, mm. in the Super 12. So, uh, you know, I, I think a credit, um, they, they, they've done themselves a, a reasonable amount of credit, albeit that they couldn't quite deal with Alzari Joseph and, and Obin McCoy bowling a couple of really good spells today. Mm-hmm. Um, Scotland and Ireland, they were in the earlier match, which... Um, I don't know if it was a thriller. It was definitely a, a, an interesting match. It went to the last over. but Most runs scored in any game so far this World Cup. Yeah. Um, Ireland Ireland with the chase. Who do you want to talk about first, Ireland or Scotland? Um, let's, talk, let's talk about Ireland. Because in the, in the preview, there's been a lot said around um, Ireland's intent going into this. And the, the change in management and the change in approach is actually kind of, was a little bit high risk, but it was high reward. If they would have batted like some of the other nations that we've seen um, in this tournament so far, they'd have got nowhere near that today. Um, and Curtis Camphor really bought into kind of, we need to go do this. And he had a day out, as best fair to me. He's had, now had a day out last year when he got four yeah. wickets and four balls. And today he's hit Ireland's top T20 score, I think it is. Or um, So yeah, he's, 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 he's doing all right for them. But I, I like that I like that we've, we, we're a big proponent of that high risk, high reward approach in T20 cricket on the show and it's great to see it come off and it was a deserved victory for Ireland. Yeah, absolutely. And a deserved victory for Curtis Camphor who's played what you know what might be the most impactful innings of the whole tournament, I, I mm. think. Um, pretty, pretty incredible to you know, <laughs> score 70-odd at, two, was it 225? Um, yeah, it was, ab- it was Absolutely lit it up. Uh, probably, probably did 80% of the hard work himself and they did it from a situation um, where where they were effectively out, weren't mm. they? They, you know, what did I say? The Winvis had got up to ninety five percent or ninety four percent for 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 Scotland. Um, let's let's say that's being a bit generous to Scotland, and and Ireland have got a one in ten shot of winning. That's still a one. That's a one in ten shot of winning and a one in ten shot of staying in the tournament. Uh, chips are down, and then you play the innings of your life. That's um, I think he said afterwards. That's why I play the game. And it's like if if well, if you aren't playing the game for moments like that, then um, <laughs> you're, you're in the wrong sport, aren't you? Um, at the other end, don't, don't, don't you hate it when you win matches? You just play yourself. Um, at the other end, George Dockrell was pretty decent as well. Played played his part. It wasn't as explosive, but he did what he needed to do mm. um, to to keep Curtis Camp for going. Uh, he's had quite an interesting career. Like he started, I think, when he was 19 in the Ireland team as a left-arm orthodox spinner. Mm-hmm. And and at first, people were like, "Oh wow, this guy's really good. He could play Test cricket for England." Um, like that was the <laughs> that was the that was the kind of um, career trajectory that the uh, obviously us as arch colonialists um, had had mapped out for him. And and then his his bowling sort of faded away a little bit. 
uh, and he dropped out of the international scene, rebuilt himself as a, a kind of hitter, a death over specialist, mm. uh, has got back into the side. Now he started bowling again a little bit, um, but he it, it's, a, it's a really interesting career trajectory from him. Um, and, it, and it's good to see somebody, I mean, it, yeah, he won't take the plaudits and, and rightly so, because Curtis Camphor has played the innings of his life. Um, but a, a, an interesting career arc um, on, on George Dockrell to go from, well, a, a left arm spinner who didn't bat to uh, a, a death overs hitter who, who bowls a little bit of left arm orthodox. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him popping up in the international T20 league and places like that moving forward because he's got a little bit, of, he's got quite a versatile skill set. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I think it sort of shows, shows where Ireland's strength is. And the, the, the worry I have for them. And I think we probably talked about this on the on the preview show, mm-hmm. is that their their top order batting, if you if if Paul Sterling doesn't fire, is a bit brittle. Like the average the averages are very low. Um, mm-hmm. They've got some pop, as you said, but um, I, I think I think they are liable for for the odd collapse. Uh, and I'm, and I'm, I'd be yeah. a bit worried if your game plan can't be. Let's hope Curtis Camphor gets seventy two or thirty two again. No, and I don't think that is their game plan, right? But at the moment, what we have seen is that the the teams in the group stage, um, the, the conservative style has kind of benefited some of these people, that you need to have someone who is batting through the innings because they just don't have the depth in talent some of the other nations have um, in yeah, in the hitting area. Um, but it, it is what it is. Um, Chantel, in the, uh, Chantel in the chat says that um, Dockerell got Sachin Tendulkar out of the 2011 World Cup. So um, that is quite a career arc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what do you reckon his best moment is like uh, if he, getting Sachin out or being involved in in like uh, that comeback victory the 100 run partnership to keep Ireland in the tournament well I don't know we, let's, um, let's let's pose him that question on Twitter if he's on Twitter I, I, mean, I think it would be getting Sachin out but for him he might think he might think that this is like the the the, the destination for uh, of, of, of his personal journey um, yes. Chattel also says their bowling is a worry outside Little and Adair, and I think that's probably fair. I think outside Little at the death, um, Ireland are a pretty exploitable team. Um, yeah, I, although they're I, quite fun, they're quite fun, and they wear green. Um, so they're difficult to see on the pitch. Um, <laughs> uh, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about Scotland. Um, I didn't think they actually did much wrong today. Um, I don't. I, they, I don't think they could really have adapted their bowling plan that much with the with the kind of armory that they do have um and to, yeah sometimes it comes off and sometimes you just run into a kind of a person having a day out like they'd run into for Curtis Camphor they've still got a decent enough chance of going through with a with a good performance um, against Zimbabwe um but yeah they, I don't think they did much wrong today yeah, to be honest I don't I don't massively disagree they take the fourth wicket it's 61 for 4 um after 9.3 overs so you know Ireland Ireland still need uh, 116 to win at mm. that point. That's, or well, yeah, 115 to take it to a super over. That's a lot of runs um, off, off 10 overs. If it goes wrong, like I said, there'll be, there'll be, there, I'm sure there are moments where they'll look back and be like, I wish we changed this bowling plan or I wish we tried that instead of this. Um, but, but yeah, it's T20 cricket. And sometimes you do just run into a force of nature. And um, I, I, I feel like, that is is partly what happened today. Mm. I feel a bit sorry for Michael Jones, who got eighty six or fifty five opening up for for the Scots. Um, that's a, a pretty decent innings, and um, it will go 
it will go unrewarded. Um, do you reckon they've got a decent chance? We'll go and move on to predictions. Um, so the, Scotland will be playing uh, West Indies in the in the final group match. Do you reckon Scotland have got a decent chance? So yeah, yes, I do. I do think so. I, I, I think their approach here is that they, they are a close knit unit. They are the, they are seemingly outperforming the sum of their parts, and that's always a nice thing. But I think Zimbabwe are quite well matched yeah. to play Sorry, against Zimbabwe. Them. I don't know why. I yeah, yeah, that. that's yeah. right. Um, so, but I think yeah, I think Zimbabwe and Scotland are quite well matched actually. Um, and I think it'll be probably be one of the games uh, hopefully of, of this group stage if um, the rain stays away on Friday, which um, is a big issue for West Indies and Ireland because. If they do get rained off, um, then Zim and Scotland are going through. Yeah, I, so my understanding is that the the weather is most likely to affect the afternoon match, which is, I believe, Zimbabwe v Scotland. Let me just double check that before. Uh, yeah, so the the match that starts at nine o'clock in in in, in the UK, nine AM UK, Scotland v Zimbabwe. That's the one where the rain might come in, and um, that's part of why. So my two teams to go through are West Indies and Scotland. Um, mm-hmm. I think West Indies will beat Ireland in the morning. I think their power play bowling. Obi McCoy averages 15 in the power play. Like that is that's really good. He's bowling against a fairly brittle batting lineup. Alzari Joseph is a, a, a decent sidekick. If I were West Indies, I'd be kind of tempted to just be like six overs of that. Let's just try and terminate this game straight away. Oh, and I, I don't understand why they didn't do that today, like I, I said earlier. Like, 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 you, and as we say, everyone knows the stat. If you lose three wickets in the power play, you lose the game. Um, yeah, so, so. I, if I were West Indies, I, I'd think about doing that. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I, I basically think West Indies are better than Ireland. I look, Ireland do have a chance. Um, it's not, it's West not, in- it's not a huge golfing class. West Indies has got their own weaknesses, especially with the bat. Yeah, but um, one, to, one to five. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I, I think West Indies have a little bit too much, and I, I don't think that one's going to be rain affected. So, so sorry, Ireland fans, I'm, I'm going to say that's you know, sixty forty to the West Indies. The other game, I think, if it didn't rain. I would back Zimbabwe, but there's a decent chance of rain. So I'm going to say Scotland go from being like 55, 45 underdogs to 45, 55 to go through because of their net run rate. And because if it, if it does rain and they get that extra point, they are mm-hmm. guaranteed um, to make it through to the next round. Um, two should be two pretty good matches. I think. Yeah, I think like so. They're, 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 the group of death has lived up to, to its billing. Um, and the, the only thing I can say on the matter is, please, West Indies, don't play Odin Smith. The guy is rubbish. What do you mean? He was rubbish today. He misfielded so many. And there's always a single to him. Even even if he was at slip, you, <laughs> there's a single to him. Um, and his bowling is not up to it. He went for 17 off, off the over against number nine and number nine, number 10. Like, he's just not a good player. And when he came in, it was built for Odin Smith. One hit his gut. And the other one he missed. So yeah, not a good performance for Dean Smith. I, I think it's a bit harsh to have a go at him for not hitting two balls at the end of the innings. Um, well, it's his job. Honest, so, um, his bowling, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably agree is not amazing. But as, yeah, we could look. Chattel's work as a really good sidekick for us today. <laughs> he did actually get Sikander Razza out, didn't he? I, so, don't um, I don't care. I don't care. Watching him play cricket winds wickets. me up. Yeah, all right. Fine. <laughs> he winds me up watching so, him play. Odie Smith had this one game at the CPL, didn't he, where he, he helped his team get like a bazillion runs right at the end. Just uh, did he hit five consecutive sixes or something <laughs> like that? You can't not want to see a player like that. I, I understand if you're recruiting a side to to compete in the IPL that maybe you want to steer clear of him. But as a neutral, players like that are full value. 
<laughs> you have no idea what's going to happen. You have no idea whether he's going to go. He he's going to get hit into orbit. Whether he's going to fall on his ass. Whether he's going to smash a load of sixes. He bowls really fast. Um, his fielding is quite hilarious. Uh, and he, like he's the muscliest guy in cricket, probably isn't he? So yeah, but they just they just didn't even didn't even need to bowl him today. Literally, you just bowl just bowl Obed McCoy or Jason Holder again. You're not going to have to worry about the final over. Anyway, uh, let's right. move on to Group so A. That's it. Yeah, let us know in the chat who you think is going to go through from Group A. Ross, I think well, we both agreed. We think West Indies and Scotland. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I th- just because of the weather, just because the weather. Otherwise, yeah, 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 I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, I'd be back in Zimbabwe to uh, pop them. Yeah, but, um, it should be it should be a really good game. Uh, I, that, I think that that yeah. I concur. Right, Group A, here's what's happened. Uh, it's another exciting group. We have kind of, a, well, we're effectively in a situation where there are two knockout matches, except in one of the knockout matches, one of the teams can't go through. Um, so whoever wins out of Sri Lanka and the Netherlands is guaranteed to be playing in the Super 12s. Mm-hmm. Um, we can get to permutations as we go through because there's some stories behind that. Uh, and in the other match, unless Namibia lose which would send the Netherlands through, they will also qualify. So, so in other words, if Namibia win, they go through UAE. Uh, they're just playing for pride now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this could be quite harsh in the Netherlands. They, they managed to beat Namibia in what everyone sort of thought would be the crunch match between the two sides. But because of Namibia's win over Sri Lanka, the group's still wide open. So even though the Netherlands are the only team in the group stage so far to have won both their matches, I think they're relatively they've got a relatively low chance of making it through <laughs> to, to, to the, the next round. Um, talking points, which, so the, the two games, mm-hmm. um, so we went, and we went into detail on, 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 on the, the first round of matches on Sunday show. Uh, so the two games, Netherlands v Namibia, uh, it was a quite a low scoring thriller. Um, should we, should we talk about Namibia first who, who lost to get the game and mm-hmm. I think probably made a couple of mistakes in, in terms of where people batted and how long they batted for. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think when your whole, you've got a relatively conservative start, right? And their, their whole T20 approach is to have, um, a, a solid game plan that gets them to a position where the bomb squad can come at the end and really take down the last kind of four or five overs, right? Here, didn't really happen. They didn't give, they didn't give the time for the bombs to detonate. They, they literally just carried on batting at, at like a canter. Um, and uh, JJ Frinick, um, or Jan Frinick, um, although he hit some a decent amount of runs, that like, was too slow on that run. It really, really did cost them. Um, and it just, again, that allowed the Netherlands to bat how they needed to bat. Like Netherlands should have gone a little bit more hell for leather. It doesn't look like they've got the players to do that or the confidence in the middle order to do that. They've not hit any big runs at all. Um, But because Namibia left the door open, they could go up one run a ball typically, and then they could crawl over the line. Um, Yeah, it was a missed opportunity for Namibia, I thought. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I, I think in the last show we we gave them loads of credit, didn't we, for being maybe the most clever team that we'd yeah, seen yeah, so canny far. Canny operators, yeah. Yeah, they were really canny. I think they maybe took it a bit too far. Uh, you can't, you can't if you're. I mean, this is you should have retired somebody. You can't mm. have David Visa and and JJ Smith facing nine balls between them. Like that's your whole game plan is effectively to launch those two and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they were lucky in a sense that they didn't get beaten more soundly and lose some of that net run rate advantage. And 
you know have all sorts of things all sorts of permutations thrown thrown into the mix i i still think i still think that having watched them they're much much better than the uae um, the two teams in the netherlands netherlands had to play quite well i thought to beat namibia um netherlands were terrible against mm-hmm. the uae and still still managed to get there um so I'd, i i'm 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 pretty confident that if you know if if, if I were if I if I supported Namibia I'd I'd still think they'd make it through. Um, anything else from them that you picked up on in in this match or any any player performances that you wanted to highlight? No, not in particular. I just thought yeah from from a Netherlands perspective, um, if we get to talk about those, um, that the Dutch bowled well and I think that they stuck to their stuck to their plan, uh, which was nice to see. Um, Tim Pringle, um, the Best man named after crisps in the World Cup is uh, doing is doing pretty well. Um, it's fair to say, and um, was backed up better than he was um, in the last game. Um, but I just don't understand why they didn't like try to hit runs a little bit quicker, like just to try and boost that net run rate just a little bit because they were in control for pretty much all of that innings. Um, and yeah, I, there's, I, I, there's I, a I, lack I, of conf- there's a lack of there's just, I think there might just be like a real lack of confidence in that bit. They they went they went a long time without winning a match at the World Cup, didn't they? And then in the last match, they should have cruised it easily, uh, chasing 112. Was it 112? Not very many runs. I think it would have been the lowest score ever defended at a World Cup. Mm. And they nearly balled it up. And I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there are a few people just a little bit nervous. And um, the way that manifested itself was, you know, kind of kind of making them play in this ultra conservative fashion. I, I I think in the preview we talked about how bowling is their strong suit as well. And like, it, it really is their strong suit. They've got some fairly consistent batters, but in the last couple of years, the only player who who goes over 140 is um, Cooper, the T Cooper. Mm. Um, and that- Tommy Cooper. Tom Cooper. And that isn't, and he, what did he get? Six, six off six, then he's out. Um, that isn't, that isn't great. Baz the leader, fairly consistent, but fairly slow. Mm. Um, Max O'Dowd fairly consistent strikes at 130 which is sort of at the lower end of acceptable isn't it and he, and he um, did and in my head he did his job right in, in this in this innings, yeah. actually he probably did his job he was there to kind of go do you know what I'll give us a foundation to then build up from we're only chasing 120 odd like yeah everyone, everyone else can then take a few more risks and then he got out trying to take a risk because nobody else around him was doing yeah. so uh, Colin Ackerman I don't think anyone's that's no one's saying yeah bomb squad about Colin Ackerman are they like perfectly capable T20 player but that is partly because he can bowl as well like mm. that's how he gets into like the Manchester was it wasn't Manchester Originals team this year in the 100 that's how he got the gig there was because he can he's he's got two dimensions to him it's not because of his amazing explosive batting mm. they're a bit like that then with the ball last couple of years Klaassen averages 10 the leader averages 16 Van Beek averages 15 um like they're they're pretty good um, hmm. I, I, you know, there's, there's, they're an interesting team to watch. If they, I think if they had like one proper batter, they'd, they'd, or maybe two proper batters, I think they'd be really, really handy. I think they'd be in that next tier up, that Scotland Ireland level, maybe. Uh, yeah, fair? bring back Ryan Tenderstarter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, the other teams in the group, uh, UAE, they are going out, but they did, they did make two pretty good memories, didn't they? Um, first of all, the Mayapan hat trick, um, one of the first, one of the only hat tricks ever in the T20 World Cup. Obviously, the first for the UAE. Um, did it with the googly bowling the guy as well. It's what you want. 
um, a terrific moment. And, um, you know, this is this is part of what a World Cup is as well. It's not just about finding out who the best team is in, in at T20 cricket. And and it's not just about com- competition. It, it, there's an element of sort of celebrating global cricket as well. And mm-hmm. magic moments like that are are, are good. You know, that, that that is that is a legendary thing to have happened. Um, so it's a great stuff here, man. And at that point in the game, it actually looked like Sri Lanka were going to going to sort of wobble. Um, Sri Lanka didn't wobble, uh, but Junaid Siddiqui did hit a 109 meter six. So and then, and then did this celebration, <laughs> yeah. and then and then posed like a bodybuilder for, yeah. for the people listening on on audio. So that was. Yeah, a, lot, a, lot, was... a lot, a lot, of time for that. A lot of time, and like, as you said, they're here for a good time. They've got, they got their yeah, yeah. You know what? We're not going to get through to the Super Twelves. Uh, we've got some okay players, but no one really going to stand out. I want to tell some stories to my grandkids um, that I hit a six at the World Cup. Uh, I took a hat trick. Like that guy could dine out for that for ages. Um, yeah. Like it's, it's just some nice, just some nice heartwarming stories there for the UAE. Yeah, they they were good. They've come. They've contributed. Um, they they came really close to claiming that win against the Netherlands. Um, but they you know they could take things away from the World Cup. They've come and been pumped. It's mm. not it wasn't pointless them being here. Uh, no, it's, and it's, it's, no, it's not a Papua New Guinea, is it? You're, you're going away with some uh, good stories there. Yeah, well, look, Papua New Guinea brought the kit, didn't they? Oh, that, that is true. Yeah, that is they, true. Were, they, they, can like, be, they can bury them in the kit. We know we're not going to play any good cricket here, but we will bring a kit for the ages. Uh, and uh, I was okay <laughs> and, some, with that. and some old men with us. <laughs> yeah. um, um, that leaves Sri Lanka to to chat through. Mm-hmm. Um, the I think a lot of people overreacted quite a lot. To, to Sri Lanka losing the first match, um, claiming that they were, you know, almost certainly out. And then when the Netherlands won, people did it again. They were like, oh, pack your bag, Sri Lanka, as though it was beyond the realms of expectations that a test nation could possibly destroy um, the cricketing powerhouse of the UAE. Um, they did. They did. Yeah. I think they they showed that they are, it was probably a bit of a fluke in the last match. They showed as well. I mean, they continue to show that their batting isn't awesome. Um, but by winning by 79 runs, bowling the UAE out for 73, they took care of the net run rate problem, and, and it means going into the final match, uh, they just have to be, they don't, you know, just have to beat. Sounds it makes it sound like a complete formality, but they should win it most times out of ten. They just have to get mm-hmm. past the Netherlands to go through uh, with their net run rate up to plus 0.6. Um, are Sri Lanka still the dark horses? I think that's the question we have to answer. Um, so I think it would like. The batting does leave quite a few questions, um, but uh, and yeah, there's not a lot of answers. They've mainly gone with questions. Um, <laughs> um, we said in the preview, like who to look out for for Sri Lanka. Like Nisanka was like the third top run scorer in the Asia Cup, um, and he was yeah he understood the brief here. He was just yeah. like let's get let's get us as close to 160 as possible, so we can't <laughs> fuck this up. Um, he did, he did his job fine. Um, unfortunately, the middle order didn't do their job. Asalanka is is it's not going very well for him. Um, Shanaka has now been part of three international hat tricks, so that's not Monica you want to be carrying around <laughs> with you. Thanks to Knuckle Panday for that one, which I took from him uh, his Twitter, um, and so that that it leaves a lot to be desired. In our preview show, and I think in after after they lost, we said that the spin bowling contingent of Tiksana and Hasaranga, plus the pace um, that they offer as well in Kamira, etc., was going to be too much for the teams that they're going to come up against. And that is exactly what happened here. What, Hasaranga took three wickets for, what, eight runs or something in his four overs? Like, 
Tixana did yeah. something similar. Like it's, it, it, it were just too good. And this is what I think people, uh, as you say, people did overreact. Like people do. Like Hasaranga is an like in the top five spinners in T Twenty cricket right now. Um, he has proven he cannot bat though. Like our, our assumption in the IPL, but we're not sure about his batting. That is bloody true. That I um, think he can bat. He can bat a little bit. He probably Sri Lanka play him like he is Andre Russell. He's probably not Andre Russell. Is. He's probably more like you know Chris Wokes. Something like that. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I can't picture myself seeing him hit more than ten runs in any innings. Um, but anyway, um, but again, that worked well. Um, issue for them is Kamira went off the pitch injured um, yeah. after after he was hit out of the stadium by. What's the um, prognosis, Doctor Ross? Um, <laughs> well, you mean Doctor Ganguly? Is he? Is he going <laughs> to? Yeah, Doctor Ganguly. Yeah, can we get, can we get <laughs> Doctor Ganguly in? To... Um, <laughs> But pro- prognosis is that he's got a uh, he's got a calf injury, um, so Ooh. he's gonna he's gonna miss um, the next three months apparently, and he's gonna require surgery. Um, so he is he's he's not coming back for the World Cup. So he's out of the tournament. He is out On the, of the tournament. He would Ganguly concur with that though. Ganguly would be just like he could play on one leg, um, so <laughs> he, could, he could potentially play. Uh, so uh, pe- pessimistic doctor, yeah. yeah p- pessimistic Ross is, uh, is is Dr. Ross is not is not um, giving him any chance. So that's a big that's a big loss for them, I think. That is, a, it, yeah, I think it is a it is a big loss, and I think the 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 Netherlands will be breathing a sigh of relief because he's the sort of bowler that really could just blow him away. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else from from Sri Lanka? I do think there, there's there's one thing to pick up on Sri Lanka. Uh, we had Nick Brooks on who wrote a book on Sri Lankan cricket mm-hmm. and he picked Asalanka as the breakout star of the Asia Cup. Since then, nine runs in five innings at a strike rate of 40, averaging 1.9. <laughs> uh, that was, you know, that that is, that's classic cricket podcast. Um, <laughs> and I liked Nisanka falling over and his shoe coming off when he, when he hit the slower ball for four, it sort of got stuck in the pitch and he overbalanced and um, went down on his backside uh, and somehow lost a shoe. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, that's commitment. I think it might have been like the shot that took him to his 50 too. It was, uh, uh, the, the, it was basically this tournament in a nutshell. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's fair to say. Like, it's been very meme-worthy so far. We had the little child falling over the railing with the dad. We've had um, Kayan or, or um, Khan falling over the Toblerone. Um, so yeah, it's all happening. So, Jack, just to say, so Namibia, they're, they're, we think they're going to get a decent win yeah, I think over the UAE gonna, and qualify. I think they're going to beat the UAE. Um, Netherlands... The only way they can, they need to stay in the game against Sri Lanka and cause the pressure. I think I'm not sure they're going to be able to out hit Sri Lanka, but they need to not throw their wickets away and get themselves enough target. Um, so 140, 150 to at least stay in the game um, yeah. and hope that Sri Lanka panic. Yeah, and look, that that could happen. That could happen. It's it's not not beyond the realms of possibility. Um, I I probably well, I'm going to back Namibia to beat the UAE. Um, I think that's. Yeah, it's pretty close to being a banker that one, mm-hmm. and I, I think I think Sri Lanka will will actually rain on the Dutch parade. I'm, I'm afraid to say for for Holland fans. Somebody somebody has asked in the chat, mm-hmm. and we'll do this as a permutations question. See mm-hmm. if we can figure it out on the fly. If Namibia destroys the UAE, won't Sri Lanka be out? Now I don't think they will be because if they beat the if they beat the Dutch, 
then they will be above the Dutch mm-hmm. on net run rate. So I think it yeah. is as simple as that, basically, between the Netherlands and, and Sri Lanka. Whoever wins that match goes through. Yeah. If it, unless it's rained off or cancelled or you know, whatever, then, then the Netherlands go through. Uh, Namibia, it, it literally is win, win and go through. So um, that, that's pretty easy. A few other notes just to mention. Josh Inglis is injured. Do you hear about this? Uh, he's cut his hand or something like that. He was playing golf and his golf club exploded and he's cut his hand and, and now he's injured. Um, <laughs> Wicket keepers and golfing, not going well to, uh, this year. Yeah, um, Shaheen Afridi is back. He's bowled twice in two matches now. Uh, took 29 for two this morning. Um, so Sorry. that's a big boost for, for huge. And, huge uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think, and I don't think we can say huge anymore, right? That is massive for their whole approach, and that yeah. changes that, that changes them from what sixth, seventh favorites to you're, you're in good top four I, potential, I reckon. I would, I would probably put them above South Africa in terms of getting through the group stage yeah. with Shaheen if he's fit and, and firing, which he appears to be in the side. Uh, Reese Topley trod on a boundary sponge and has damaged ligaments in his ankle, so has been ruled out for England. That's, cr- that's cruel. Of that. that is cruel. I know that Tamar Mills has been called up. He's also had his injury problems um, and not such a good IPL, so maybe with a point to prove. Um, and he was pretty good at last year's T20 World Cup, in yeah, my yeah, opinion. Yeah. So um, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a loss, but it's not a, it's not a hammer blow, um, but it is a hammer blow for poor Reese Topley, who yeah, has struggled with injuries. Cool. Uh, final question came in from Twitter, Vivek. Um how good has the start of the World Cup been? Certainly enjoying this more than the Super 12 that will begin later. Um, is Joseph in the top five T20 bowlers and what are our predictions for Friday games? So we've we've done predictions for Friday games. I think Joseph, we have to bear in mind that he was bowling against Zimbabwe today. He's, he's a decent um, player. He's certainly not top made a Certainly made some progress. Um, fairly new to international T20 as well, which is pretty nice. Didn't he take a sixfer in the IPL, or have I misremembered that? Yeah, yeah, no, he did. Yeah, he, he, did, he, 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 he was wasn't he part of the champs this year, or was it when he was he or was he Hardik Pandey's boys? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe uh, yeah. I, I don't think so. Possibly. Uh, right, Ross. Um, I think that probably brings us to the end of proceedings. Forty minutes on the clock, which is what we were aiming for, roughly. Thanks very yeah, much for joining us. We will be it is back. Part of the good on... rat titans, mate. It is part of the good rat right. titans. Well, there we are. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, made a bad boys. We'll be <laughs> back on Friday. Uh, if you're joining us live, it will be lunchtime ish. Are we doing lunchtime Friday, Ross? Yeah, we're going to try. We're going to try. We're going to try. Yeah. We're going to try. It might be Friday. It might might be might be lunchtime. It might be about the same time. It's four o'clock today. Um, pleasure speaking with you. Pleasure speaking to you. <laughs> Goodbye. Go and support the Cricket Pod at, at Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash the Cricket Pod in the show notes. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.